0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back into another episode of the Dogs Basketball Podcast. After two weeks away, we are back to discuss everything that has happened within these last two weeks. There was an official coaching hire, a big one that we will jump into at the start of this. Everything, mainly we'll talk for a while here, or a little bit, because it's been two weeks since he's almost been here, that we won't talk about it as much as if once it initially happened, we feel like we maybe should have. Had one as soon as it was official, but a lot of things got in the way. We kind of pushed it back. And we'll talk about everything else that has happened since then. We got a couple of offers. We got some visits. one in particular we'll get into. And then uh, all other interests, where they went, all new ones itself, and then stuff around the Valley. I'm Nick Malone, joined by Noah Lurch. I said at the top, we'll we'll spend the most time out of this podcast talking about the hire of one, the hire of one Jarrett Howard. Uh, this was kind of in the, in the works a little bit. People were sneak peeking it for a while and know it was right on the cusp of the time. We were saying, we need to hire a system. We need to get this thing going, uh, have someone help the cause in recruiting. It was kind of to that point and we knew that it was going to happen the week that it did. It was like, it needs to happen by this point and that it did. No, it, it's it's been heralded amongst a lot of people. I'll let you dive into it. Um, it's a big one. He's been a, he's been a lot of places, and we'll start diving into reasons also as to why he is here. There's a lot of articles and stuff that's happened since then. He kind of describes it himself. But no, this is a huge, huge hire as an assistant here, and he's been on the job for about ten days now.
1: Yeah, we have just we've been we had heard the rumblings of this hire. Um, about a week or so before it was actually announced and we kept waiting on it. And there was a lot of speculation that, well, is it going to happen? And um, like we said on the last podcast, it was going to take some patience and just let Brian get this higher then let let them go to work on the recruiting trail. But yeah, this is just a one of the, this is one of the best recruiters in the country. People say he was at the university of Texas um, he was a big part of signing their best class ever in the 21 2022 class. class. Um, he was at Kansas. He's been at A&M. He's been at so many so many places, former um, Illinois player. Um, this is just really a big hire if we can keep him around, which it sounds like listen to him talk and just listen to um, what other people have to say about him. This is a big get, hopefully. Um, we see right away see what a, he can help in the portal because we got five spots to fill but this is a big time hire excited to get him here um, especially with the connections he's has with the university
0: yeah Jeff Goodman broke it uh, he works for stadium and everybody knows him but it, I remember saying on the tweet that uh, you know this doesn't just come from I mean I've seen Jeff Goodman post about other hires and other assistants before, but you don't. Maybe you know you just skip over it or something. You don't really see it that often. And he did mention, yeah, one of the best recruiters in the Midwest. A lot of people have been saying it, and to be honest, I mean, this is just this exceeded what expectations we would have had at, for an assistant. We were thinking, like we were. I mean, I say jokingly, it's kind of just you know, if we wanted him if it was if it was a possibility. It was like a Matt kind of thing, or like that he would have been like to the utmost, but we would just expect, oh, we'll pick apart some other assistant from a different school and just, you know, and we would end up being okay with that, you know, but th- this just exceeded everything. And um, you mentioned everything everywhere that he's been. Yeah. 18 years as a collegiate coach. You mentioned Texas. Yeah, A&M, you coached under Bill Self for a while and mentioned how he, he was a part of development of 13 Kansas players who moved on to the draft. They named them all. A lot of big ones, notably Andrew Wiggins and Joel Embiid. He's about he's 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 early forties in age, and you mentioned he was a former Illini player back on the heyday teams that we loved because they were also yeah Bruce Weber, Larry Brown, Chris Lowry, and others were talking glowingly about him. And uh, no, I mean we can touch into maybe even some Brian had a quote talking about him, and there was an article by Saluki Insider about um, uh, you know. Re- you know him talking about why he came here and everything, and uh it's just the fact that we're th- we're thinking how because we're kind of looking at that way in the perspective of players now. it's like you know what makes somebody want to come here, and that's the product of being a fan of a mid major that's you have to be realistic with some things, and getting jance is the equivalent of getting a really really good power five recruit kind of deal, and that's what we're hoping he can bring in per se um. Uh, but it's just crazy. We're thinking, you know, why the heck he came here? And we were trying to figure it out before he got the word out. And he spoke himself. It was like, well, it's from Peoria. And I just because I just said that it's ironic because he said that he actually uh, uh, put an application or tried to be in the hiring process for the Bradley job before Brian Wardle got it, ironically. So we know he's from the state. and know we knew like uh, Javon Maimon knows him. And if you mentioned the connections. He's got tons of connections. Everybody within the recruiting cycle and coaches kind of know him. And uh, this kind of just blew us away because you know, I'll send it over to you again about other reasons as to why. We don't know, like, what he's getting paid. We were going through, like, what he was making at those other colleges. Like, well, yeah, that's Kansas and Texas. Like, whatever he would be getting paid as an assistant, we were trying to narrow down what the heck he could get paid here. Because, you know, I mean, he was he was out of coaching this past year. And he was, uh, you know, trying to look into being an agent. And he said himself, he, he just missed coaching too much. He, it, he knew that's what he wanted to do. And, you now we're thinking he maybe he just wants to get his foot back in the door in coaching. It's just a year off. But, no, he also talked about uh, the reasons why. Like, he liked Brian and everything else. I'll let you touch on everything that he said because, we're again, we were kind of wondering as to why he would choose SIU in the first place.
1: Yeah, there was a good interview by uh, Saluki Insider. If you haven't read it out, it's out on their Twitter. Um, really good job with this one. Um, but he said there was a lot of reasons. My brother graduated from here. This is my home state. My wife is from Chicago, but it was more than that. It was the Mullins family. I never saw Brian play in high school, but at Illinois, Coach Weber raved about him, about how hard he played. I heard a lot of stories about him that was attracted to me. And then there was his parents, Mike and Gail. I am big of I'm a big fan of theirs. I signed three kids that Mike coached at Illinois. Wolves, the AAU program. The entire Mullins family is just good and incre- incredible people. And then you know who I called for advice when Brian offered me the job? I called his father. So that's big time that he respects the Mullins family and he knows the Illinois Wolves program. So this is going to be a big time hire. Um, he also said, as soon as the word got out that I was coming to Southern, coaches began reaching out to me. They want us to be successful. They know what we They know we have great tradition here. They know what Brian brings to the table. So um, a lot of important words talked there, but um, the connections he has and being back in his home state is big time. Um, This can, if it allows, having this guy on our staff. We know we love Pat as a recruiter, Um, what he brought to the table, the guys he's brought in, but I think this guy can – take the next step down the road um, in recruiting.
0: Yeah, it's crazy because it would seem like Jaren's could have easily been a head coach. You know, he was interim coaches here, or there, coaching at lower levels throughout his career. But if he has this kind of background and this kind of ability to recruit, I guess he just, he's one of those guys, and we talked about with our staff members, Javon Maimon's not ready to be a head coach. Pat Monahan left to be another assistant. Brennan Mullins isn't ready to be a head coach. Like some people just aren't. Ready to be head coaches, like it's above and beyond even what clearly what they've been doing as assistants. we know how just tough a head coach you know head coaching job can be it's easy i say easy, easier to just go out and you know keep in contact with people, build connections, and then you give it to the head coach for approval kind of thing, and you can just do the I just think a recruiter is really fun, and the development you know it's just easier more fun potentially to be an assistant because as a head coach, you get a lot of different hats to wear and all that that goes with that. So it's kind of surprising. Yeah. And you said that as soon as Brian offered him, he took it, all the connections back here and stuff. We know uh, uh, Kelly Bond, who uh, is the women's assistant head coach or the women's head coach knows Jaren's really well. They're close. So a lot of reasons why he came here and he, I could have swore there was something in there that said that he actually he applied for the job and then Brian hired it. like he actually sought after it as soon as he knew it was open so there was a lot of stuff there and we mentioned how it was in the works for a while there were rumblings and rumors going on that it was him but we weren't sure when it was going to be officialized until Jeff Goodman did it on that day and then the uh, and then the school announced it it was kind of a kind of a, a waiting process to do it. But like I said, it kind of blew us out of the water and expectations of what to expect to get him, And a lot of other things, you're right. Suki Insider has it. And even um, they post the main Twitter account. Suki basketball posted a link to everything else with that. I mentioned the other, the old school coaches that talked about him as well. So again, ranting and raving about him in 10 days on the job. And Noah, that'll segue us here a little bit, or we'll talk about, because, well, I mean, it's kind of like I love this hire because I think about players like Kennard coming in and Clarence Rupert who's going to be one of our best players this year and thinking of guys like that that we need like Kennard's sake as a freshman but like his development moving forward along with uh Clarence now I just think of guys like that as examples that Jarence can can groom and help grow even more from everyone that he's seen he was posting about Christian Brown and uh Oshaya Baji, he's close with those guys. He's seen what it took for those guys. Just having that experience at, to guys at this level to get the most out of them is, is so so important. Um, and we were talking about what he can make, and no, we were trying to just like you saw something that kind of had a a, a number for what because like we know what Brian makes, and we know what like the total number of the like what assistants make, and we were trying to gauge who makes what, and that again was segwayed into. You know, if he wanted to come here so bad, he would accept whatever money they had. He's good enough to warrant a little bit more money. We're going to say, obviously, near $200,000 or more. Like, it seemed like that's appropriate for someone like this. Because, like I said, we were trying to iron out what the others made. Um, But either way, I would think that, you know, like I said, what what you made at Kansas and Texas, you're not going to make here. So, and he knows that in coming back after a year off, this is kind of what I, and we were talking about that's the reason why it was a hold up a little bit, but maybe not. Uh. But Noah, that segues us into – or you can give me your thoughts. I mean, just the experience he would be for the development of some of the players, as I said. But Noah, this does mean that we need to be on legit, legit players. And no, we'll talk about this player as an example, and then we'll segue into – uh, maybe we could have had Jaren's last year and what we could have been this past year. We could have been even better than we were. Um, that's, Let's just talk about a player right now, Jalen Tyson. Everybody knows about him. There's been uh, – Talks about, I mean, before this was official, he knows Jaren's. They're talking amongst each other on his Instagram posts and stuff. And uh, he's an example, a guy that's even Texas Tech, a younger guy with lots of eligibility left, stud. We're thinking, could we even ever have a shot at guys like this? And he's an example. And it looks like in the coming week here and days that it seems like it could be out of reach even more. But it's other power five realistic things like that. That's what Jaren needs to do for us. And we know of other guys we're in on. No, I mean, I think with adding him, clearly that's the expectation of it. And then, no, you can – again, if we had him last year, just think, like before the recruiting process and all all the guys we had coming back, if we had Jaren's last year, the things we could have done.
1: Yeah, that's been – I mean, I think what he adds is, um, like you you mentioned a little bit with Kennard and the development, that's been the staff's biggest question mark, um, the development of players – um, you see what they did with Marcus, um, Lance Jones regressed in his senior year. Other guys like Dalton Banks, who had to transfer out, did not develop the way they wanted. Um, Foster Wonders didn't had to transfer out that th- he didn't in a redshirt year where they praised him, didn't develop enough I guess to get on the floor. So, um, you wonder what they're doing in development. That's been my biggest question mark with the staff. I think he can go a long way with that development. But, yeah, this is going to try to get some of these um, higher guys. I know a lot of SIU fans are saying they're aiming high right now for some guys. So uh, Jalen Tyson's just way too high. You're going to swing and miss. He's um, visited Cal and some, a lot of other schools in on him. He's a guy that averaged double digits in, in the Big 12, one of the, probably if not the best – basketball conference right now it's one of the top two so guys like that but there are guys like we've been reached out to didn't land them there's a guy that's on campus this today that are those bigger school guys that we need to be taking some chances on if if we have a chance to get them so i think he helps like that down the road um my first initial thought was hiring this guy probably isn't going to really take the effect this year. I think it's down the road for um, some of the guys we really want in that 2024 class who we can reach out to down down the road in a couple years. um, Who he can, he loves he talked about in that article um, about recruiting Chicago that's, he's got to figure out how to get those Chicago dogs down here um, to Carbondale. So I think that in the future is where the biggest impact for this hire is.
0: That's a good point, and he even fits the bill clearly of someone who can get grad transfer power five, power six kids like in here, even for a year or two years left, or something. Because we know the rules now. If you, that's why we and we'll talk about it more. We want guys with eligibility left, and you're right down the road in a couple of years of even getting in here. But even young guys, if he helped us, because if they transfer here once. It's tough for them to transfer again. And we know that it could be a good spot for him. And that's the thing with, you know, Jarence in general. If he has those connections, we can give ourselves a shot. That's what we saw with Jalen Tyson. It's like, because, like I said, people are having rumblings about it. It's like, well, we need to be realistic. And I think even Jarrence knows he's coming here. He wants to help build it back up as well. Uh, that he even, he knows he needs to be realistic with who he brings in here because guys have pro aspirations. And even if they come into, SIU, they would have to literally almost drop 20 points a game. They'd have to put up Tucker DeVries' borderline numbers to get looked at from the NBA. So they got to look at it from a from a realistic standpoint, and that's how we've always felt. And that's why, as a mid-major, again, it's tough, but I think Jaren should know that. But we can still go get quality players, and that's in due time. So overall, it's an amazing hire for sure. <clears throat> I mentioned last year, if we had him with this past year's team, no offense to Jawan A.J., Because even if I think – if he was before here, I don't know if we land X or Clarence potentially. We love those guys. Those are our cornerstone guys next year. Um, That who knows the kind of players we could have got. Guys that, like I said, no offense to Jawan, he was great. Having a guy that could have gave us more production than what he gave us and AJ because he didn't play. Like If we added that position of knee, like we've said – that would have put us over the top. We probably end up as the one seed and who knows how many games we could have won more than even 23. Like that's just a, a thing. And that's just adding him on the staff to help in game and development and practice all throughout a season that can lead to success. So might've been a year too late. The year he took off wanting to be an agent could have been a year. He could have came here, um, but we're, we're happy how it is now. And we'll see how it definitely all plays out. Jaren's is on a, an awesome hire. We're hoping he can help us here for the, for the now and the future, as you said as well. So welcome Jaren's. Uh, Looking forward to see what he can do. And Noah, now Brian had an interview like a week or two ago, mentioned about it. He was asked about in the portal wanting to bring in more veterans, but he said he would consider. Uh, he he can he could be all transfers of of age in terms of obviously like high school, JUCO route, everything. He talked about that because Mike was all over him about it. He wanted to go any route. Uh, you know, Mike asked him about uh, scores on the team. He's about. If so you will go recruit scores, and they were they were agreeing that they have scores on the team. They mentioned everybody that's here. Noah, there's a name in mind that he said that, and we'll get into it with the guys we want to bring in, and even a freshman coming in. He he said people are gonna uh want to keep an eye out for AJ Ferguson. I'm trying to think of the exact quote he said. They're gonna be surprised by AJ. I'm paraphrasing whatever he said. He but he mentioned AJ Ferguson being a key cog for the most part. We know he talks glowingly, and guys are out the door. And we know AJ. It's tough for him to go out the door because he doesn't have a whole lot of track record at this level and everything. If they went back two years ago to D two, he doesn't really. He's kind of caught, but I think they like him. Of course, Noah, your thoughts on that? What he said about AJ and the, or about everything I just said there about going which route? We know they should go every route possible. And then Noah, he confirmed what we saw on the website just a couple of days prior to that because uh, we hadn't known anything about him. We knew about every other senior. And Noah, it was confirmed uh Trent Brown is returning for next season. Something, Noah, that we didn't really expect at all. And I'll let you dive into it. Noah, Trent Brown back for next, next season.
1: Yeah, I definitely think um at this point, um, the way this roster has fell, you'll definitely take the risk of bringing back Trent Brown. We know his struggles um with with injuries and when he gets on the floor. Um, is inconsistent in shooting shooting the basketball, but as as a fan, I would ex I would take him back at this point because with the way the roster is, um, our biggest struggle has been three point shooting, and I think that there's a slimmer of hope that he breaks out um in his fifth year and he starts knocking down at a good clip, and if not. We know this guy. We know what he brings. He's a big-time leader. Everybody always says he's going to be a coach one day. We thought it was a possibility. Maybe he graduates and be a grad assistant if he wants to start his master degree here. But bringing him back, um, not sure where he's going to fit in, if he's going to start or whatever. But I know he has a role in this team as a leader and what he can potentially break out as a fifth-year guy is a, is a risk we're taking. We've talked about before this, this program, the staff needs to maybe start taking some risk on some things. And this is a risk I think could end up helping us um, bring a leader like this back. Um, because besides Xavier, it's going to probably be a pretty young team unless you bring in some grad transfers here um, in the portal. So that, and just to touch on AJ love, AJ's upside um but I just think I just think the staff has wrongfully um just managed guys starting with AJ where he should have probably redshirted this year and he would have still had three years of eligibility instead now he has two um we go back with Cade the same way so I think he was wrong, wrongfully managed. I think he probably should have redshirted, sat out, got a year to develop even more, and he could have been—he could have been that guy that people needed to worry about, sitting the unknown. But because there's times he could have played this year. We've said it a bunch in the past about a bunch of guys. Why? Why isn't he? Pl- I just don't. He should have redshirted in the end. But yeah, bringing Trent back really surprising. Um, we just kept waiting and waiting for a post, some kind of post, this and that, never got anything. So um, I think he finally um, made a posted highlights or something on Twitter or something, maybe saying, This place grows on you. Then people were commenting year five, and he was liking that in the comments on Instagram. So bringing him back, leader, potential breakout, shooting brings defense. So we know what he brings. So. I'll take it. Then, yeah, I hope AJ is that guy that him and Canard can bring that athletic wing that we've been looking for forever. That's, the thing.
0: That's what we've said is we hope that we can – like Dalton is the – we said on the last one that Dalton should have been the point guard we could have had to where we didn't have to go get an Xavier. Like that is the hope all along. That's the hope with AJ to where we don't have to go in the portal to get guys like him if he – was groomed enough redshirted, or played enough to warrant like, Hey, yeah, we know this is our guy. Like, that's the no whole point of recruiting. You don't want to keep pushing back guys eligibility or screwing them over in that sense. Cause it sucks for them in general, just for looking for the next guy. And we said, you know, with the portal era, even if that was the case with AJ, you want to do your due diligence on people anyway. So if you want to go out and get people, you need to do it. And, but the hope is to have those guys built and, we said AJ could have took Jawan's minutes this year. If Jawan didn't come here and it was all AJ, who knows? Jawan did so many great things that led us to wins. And AJ, all he did was be good against Alabama, Kansas State, had one three in Oklahoma State, and had the highlight at the end of the the highlight video uh, at the start of the intro to like, that's really all he did. And I've always, and the same thing with Kate is like, even a little bit of playing time can do them better than sitting. That's That's the only devil's advocate for – for not sitting somebody, even though I've always been of like, yeah, you need to sit somebody and it was cage should have sat this year. We talked about that endlessly. The red shirting is obviously good for people, but then getting the little bit of run is also good for them moving forward as well. But that's just another year of eligibility. Next thing you know, they're graduated or they're gone. So it's like, yeah, you don't want to waste that year. So it'll be interesting to see how AJ is. Cause again, we're wanting to replace his spot potentially. And you got Kennard who plays and does the exact same things as AJ coming in. So that's a wait and see. And Trent, we said, well, uh, you know, instead of filling six spots, now it's five. So you take that down a notch. And we said on the, it's, if we, you know, it wasn't on the bingo card for Trent to return. And then we were joking about it. I think before the end of the season, said I'll watch Trent come back and Lance and Marcus stone. And that of, of course came to reality. Now we were talking about the different things as to why Trent would come back. Is he, is he, cause now his buddies are gone. Like we know Brian loves him. He probably really likes SIU. I think he's been in a, in a relationship here at SIU But we think, well, maybe he's pursuing a master's. So he's like, you know, I need I really like the master's program here. Might as well use my last year of basketball because we know it wasn't a great year for Trent to like the very end. It wasn't a great year. But he also hasn't been 100 percent healthy. We've said and stuff. And you're right, because it came at the and we said I'd be frustrated uh, at it because it came at the expense of potentially Foster leaving. And we know Trent's for three years now or two years was in the way of Foster, per se you know, because they do the same stuff and you know, Foster foster's overall better player. Um, uh, but you said it with the leadership. We won't you said it, X is the oldest player on the team besides somebody else we bring in, but you need a guy that's been entrenched in the program that can help in those moments of leadership and be that shooter if he's healthy. And that's what Brian touched on is he's healthy, he's ready to go. He didn't touch on the whole masters program. That's like a side thing that you wouldn't want to say is, oh, it's just an excuse as to why he's back. He made it sound like Trent wanted to be back. So it's all interesting. Uh, but we did notice that because you looked on the website and he was on there. We were, yeah, we were discussing as to what was up with him. And that is the case. So love to have Trent back for sure. At, yeah. Leadership and shooting if he's healthy and it's a less, it's one less spot to fill with a guy that's been in the program, going to be in the program for five years. So um, we do like the Trent uh, bring back, like I said, only if it came at the expense of Foster Wonders. We'll get to Foster in a second. No, as we know, we knew this is the official time. Cause we, on the last part, we were discussing, Oh, you know, rumblings. We know Lance and Marcus and the Big Ten potentially. No, that's what happened. Lance Jones to Purdue officially and Marcus to are to our fighting eye as well. We had some inside stuff of why Marcus would go there or if he was going there and he was. I had a feeling he'd be blown away there. And it's similar to where it's in the, it's in the Midwest region. Everything that would still be like new to him and good for him. Illinois blew him away and Lance with Purdue. We know the SIU ties with Matt Painter and Paul Lusk. Uh, and Matt Painter needed a guard like Lance to carry over. We know Marquise Kennedy, they were in on him as well. They were in on that veteran athletic guard. Uh, And, no, I, I mean, I'd say just, you know, Lance should have a chip on his shoulder going to the Big Ten. It, I mean, it's the Big Ten. Big Ten's the best regular season conference, not the best postseason conference, but there's a lot of dogs in the Big Ten. Lance is going to have to be way more efficient, and Painter, I think, is going to get the get the most out of him in that regard uh and then noah marcus to illinois like we said we know about illinois a lot know what they have to offer they haven't had their own postseason success either really but uh we know brad underwood's coaching style and everything and everyone else they brought into this point or pe- can't potentially bring back uh noah marcus going to illinois is everything we would have loved to happen and that's official and then like i said noah your your thoughts on these two and after this we'll dive into the two slu players that have found new homes or i can let you actually just talk about them after your thoughts while Marcus and Lance both going to the Big Ten and becoming rivals.
1: Yeah, it's big time. I think uh, Purdue and Illinois both, uh, whether the schedule comes out, um, needs to set aside a whole section for SIU fans next year. So uh, we, we're we definitely planning on going to find a way to one of the games if they play twice or maybe just w- if they play only once, we'll f- we'll make sure we get to that game. But, yeah, both probably – Um, Rumors are getting really good NIL deals there, um, getting to play at that level. I think it really benefits Lance to have that system, maybe a little bit more better coaching, can find that groove with him. Um, Then Marcus, um, finally going to probably get to play that three spot where I think he belongs. I'm not sure if he'll start or not yet. It depends if um, TSJ comes back or not. but. Both teams, really good fits. I like it. Um, then Dalton headed in conference. Illinois State um talked about why why he left and on that article we talked about it sucks that it's in conference, but I find I think that's a good spot where um he could potentially push for that starting point guard spot because that's really what they need. They need that veteran point guard and uh, I think he can help them really a lot in that program. Then Foster following Pat Monahan to Green Bay. I love that move for him, moving down to the Horizon League and really trying to flourish where we know what he can do because um, Green Bay's built a heck of a roster so far. Um, If we scheduled them, they'd probably beat us um, at next year at this point. So – Foster gonna probably end up and turn in what we thought he could be for us and it's gonna suck to see. It's gonna be really it's gonna be almost as interesting to follow other guys how they end up elsewhere uh, according to what actually we do next season.
0: Yeah, I mean and over the course of time here we saw Green Bay get uh John A player, a guy that we wanted to be in on and they've added a couple guys as well. So you just think like Clearly, Foster was going to follow Monahan in general, and that was the perfect spot to, for him, closer to home itself. And you would like to think clearly that he'll be—you know—he's a hard worker; that he's going to—you know—he's going to rightfully earn more PT even there. Clearly, they wouldn't recruit him. Pat wouldn't have gone out of his way probably to bring him with them and stuff. And we're hoping that Foster does play there. And we—well, that's the thing. Like we say, we wanted the, and we got in touch with him when he—you know—after he entered the portal, and it didn't take him long. Man, like it took it took Dalton a couple of weeks. It took Foster probably three days, or even less than a week. Within a week, and so he knew where he was going. We knew where he was going. So I yeah, hope he can build good playing time. Clearly, I, I'd say hope he plays well. If he plays well, that will will hate that per se. And I would think that it once our once our team is built up here over the course of the next month, that we won't feel that way. We'll be cheering or keeping up with more of what others are doing than than us, but. And Dalton for sure is not, or like we don't, we hope he doesn't do well for the most part. We said that in the tweet when he went. We hope for two or more times a year, hopefully, that's not the case. And we were talking about Dalton's fit there. We'll get into other players they've got as well throughout this. But um, we're thinking, yeah, they have Darius Burford as long as, as because they haven't posted, because SIU actually has their next year's roster. Not everybody does. Illinois State does not. So we're thinking, oh, it's Kendall Lewis back itself too. But, Darius Burford's there. We're thinking maybe Malachi Poindexter is still there. Just thinking of other guards and Dalton for sure would want to have a chip on his shoulder staying in conference, but because obviously they wouldn't recruit him if Peden didn't want either another reliable backup or someone that can play with Darius because Burford can handle the ball. He's the best scorer though. He could easily play the two guard. You can have two of those guards there. And I would think it's not like Monahan per se, where you leave for another assistant. or If Dalton leaves and of course it's in conference that he, uh, goes to be another backup somewhere. So I think he definitely fights for the starting spot. Um, They have a lot of other good players coming in to fill starting spots. So we'll wait and see on that. But um, we know his tendencies and we know what he's not good at. So we're thinking if we can put an Xavier Johnson on next year, we can hold him to where he doesn't do anything on us. And only Roger Powell at Valpo should be the only one that's worried once he goes into their building. So uh wish Dalton well outside of two times a year. Like I said, we'll get to more of what Illinois State players have done here. Noah, we'll get to that in a second. Let's talk about more of the recent of what is happening here in terms of like the more main headline type of things that are happening in the moment for SIU. Like the more legit stuff is well, let's talk about this one. And it happened just a couple of days ago, Noah uh offers. We are talking about, you know, we haven't seen many offers. We'll get to one that we ended up not getting that we offered and Tevin Smith. Uh we haven't seen a whole lot more and we were thinking, you know, some people aren't as act aren't as active on Twitter. Some people, you know, post, some people don't. Usually they do, though. Usually most players have Twitter accounts. So it's like, well, we haven't even seen any of these. And no, one came to our attention a couple of days ago. He was verified on Twitter and he's a 2023 uh what was a three-star point guard type Tijon Brown. We're thinking of what his role could be. He offered he got offered from Oakland. He got offered from a couple other people. But, no, this one sticks out because we were thinking, who's going to fill Dalton's spot next year? It's tough to recruit a backup point guard. So if you fill it with a young guy, we mentioned J.R. Jacobs, we mentioned, but this guy had, is interesting because if we can somehow get him and his expectations itself as a freshman could come in and do that for us, no, that's, I mean, that's the only fit we can really see for guys, but it's another guy we wish, uh, you know, is a young guy that we can groom, per se. We mentioned how we want to focus towards some things. We thought we were done with 2023 we'll talk about one that we have a better possibility potentially on next. You can jump into that, Noah, but start out with Ty, John Brown, what we know about him and
1: his potential. Yeah, this is a three-star guy that is um, down in Texas, could be be just an underrated guy. Looking at him, could get a defensive guy where um, Brian would love to try to develop him. Uh, thirty-seven minutes ago on his Twitter, he is visiting uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. So, um, that's a that's an interesting one. Um, if they can uh win, get that. I mean, staying at home is he interested in staying home, or does maybe we have a chance to get a guy like this to steal him from? His a home state team. I don't know, but yeah, we offered him. We know talking to Brian on his or on his interview that there's a potential of this happening. That 2023 guys and there's a couple others we could get, but this is a guy that you'd bring in, try to develop him, and see what he could turn into. Be a late steal. Be taking another risk on a guy like that.
0: Yeah, I don't see why not. And you mentioned Texas Corpus Christi. I mean, they just made the tournament. They beat uh, SEMO in the play-in. So it's like, you know, they have that to their recent whatever to help the cause and and home stay. You would think that he probably ends up going there. But it's interesting because, like I said, we didn't think that we'd be in on more 2023 guys. And he'd be perfect if he wanted to come in here and be the backup point guard to groom his career. And then who knows? He's the guy, a point guard moving forward if he's a three-star um that he fills in for Xavier's shoes moving forward. After that. like Those are the hopes we want, and like I said, it's hard to recruit backup point guards, especially in the portal, but it would almost have to be a freshman almost. And like we said, we haven't had to worry about that with Dalton the last three years, so we were saying, well, we wanted to maybe over-recruit Dalton, but then we realized that's hard to do. It's, it's tough to sell guys on being bench players, and we'll get to some guy we missed out on. He was being sold to a bench player, and it's like some people it doesn't really – Deserve to be that way. Let's put it that way. So yeah, he did visit them. Hopefully, we can get him on a visit at some point. I mentioned he was Oakland, so that's going all the way across country, or he can go up to Illinois with us. So that's a name because, and we mentioned preferred walk-on potentially. Not thinking so as a three as a three-star point guard. That's according to him. A lot of people have their own whatevers for for one another, but keep an eye out for that one because uh, yeah, it's one of the few offers we've seen in general. And Noah, we we know about N.J. Thomas from back. Uh, he was one of the first people we added to our list and we heard about right after the season. He's on our thread. We know Vanderbilt's in on him, Oklahoma State's in on him. And Noah, you saw something on Twitter that, and we said, you don't want to look too hard into Twitter things of who's following who and when and stuff, but you noticed something that maybe gives us a little bit more hope on MJ Thomas because he's one we want for our future really badly.
1: Yeah. This is a guy where I think he could come in um and be an impact off the bench his freshman year, at six seven, just a strong, versatile guy, um, with a ton of intensity. Plays really hard. Can cre- create his own shot. Can finish above the rim. Um, this is a guy where I think if we could get 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 in on him, and continue to stay on him and steal him late in this twenty twenty three process, um, this would be big time. Brendan Mullins did did notice he did follow MJ's high school coach. So maybe some relationship building, trying to figure out who um, MJ always listens to or takes good advice from because in recruiting, you like to make relationships with either maybe it's his his uncle or his mom, maybe who you got to get closer to. Maybe it is his high school coach. So wondering who – it could be. I would love to add this kid um, to bring him in. I think he's could be a really impact player down the road for this program to have alongside a Kennard Davis, maybe a Tijon if he comes. Um, so excited if we can land this kid late. I just think if he if he was going to Vandy or something or a bigger school, it would have happened by now, but because exactly. according to his Twitter, I mean, he hasn't paid Vandy visit, but who knows at this point? So hopefully, it plays out in our favor once in our favor once the month of May happens.
0: It's a great point that he would be going there. Right? That's the thing. Like, if even if we don't stand a chance against other big schools, these kids would you know do like go there immediately if they knew it was by far going to be the best option they have. So that's. That's something worth monitoring in that sense, along with the following that Brendan had for him, and it's it's not ironic that he's also from Texas. Cade last year, and then Tijon and Link and uh, and MJ now. That uh, we just have ties through Texas that we need to keep, and we hope that even because all all recruiters have until they bring guys together in terms of having other coaches talk to them and stuff. They really have their own guys, as we know in recruiting and transfers and high school guys that we would think adding Jaren's could have be the cherry on top. For a lot of these guys, but guys we've been in on for a month or two that he can just get in touch with them, tell them what he's got to offer his development, who he's developed and what he can do there. Um, Thinking that can be a cherry on top kind of thing. But you're right. And if he would have committed to Vanderbilt, if he was really going there. So that's a wait and see. So two interesting 2023 guys that can fill roster spots that we know could help us uh, because we've said, you know, we'll take a lot of transfers. We want guys with two or three years left in the portal. Uh, more than like the one-year guy because we want to be set up well for the future. So it's all wait and see. but we definitely think we have a better chance for MJ Thomas to this point. Noah, now let's talk about the one you talked about that we do have on today. We'll talk about it because it's recent and it's got a great chance of happening, we like to think. We know we've been following tons of guys that have been visiting. What we've been in on, we'll get to some ones that we lost. We'll just run through them quickly after this. But Noah, it's it's one that, you know, Like I said, we ha- have visits and we find out we're not getting some guys and we've been kind of steered in the wrong direction of belief. But, no, it seems like this guy seems really possible because once you get guys on campus, you shouldn't let them leave. But, no, we find out more specific info of to what this guy's showing that we didn't see from others. It's kind of quiet amongst the others that have visited that we've known about, thankfully. But, no, this one is showing way more uh, things and specifics as, you know, why he's here and some of the connections – uh, and that is Langston Wilson from Washington. Dive into him, Noah, because he's interesting. We talked about his fit. Oh, why are we getting this position? Why this and that? But, Noah, he seems like a way different skill set than one we've had in a long time. If Well, I say a long time. I'm not going to say ever. A certain skill set that we haven't had in a long time.
1: Yeah, this is a guy with, I mean, a 6'9 forward. He was a senior last year, so he'll be a grad transfer He's visited Iona and UT Arlington, visiting SIU today, former number two ranked JUCO player according to 24-7 sports. Um, limited playing time in his two seasons at the at Washington. But this is a guy with that is just an incredible athlete, electric energy. This is a guy with the athleticism I haven't seen at SIU in a long time. You could go back into early two thousands, Jermaine Deerman almost, but we've had some athletic guys. But this guy just explodes off the floor. Um, limited at Washington, but I think a move like this to our level, where I think this is, he has the ability to start at that four spot, um, would just be. And I think landing an MJ Thomas, if we got this guy. Having MJ behind a guy like that, that's just at that four spot would really help it with Troy also at that four spot. I think Troy could play a little bit more three if we get a guy like this. So he's going to rebound. He's going to run the floor. He's going to dunk on guys. This is a guy, like I said, I haven't seen athleticism like this. Just watch the tape. People look at the stats. Oh, two points, two rebounds, only play like 10 minutes a game. Just watch the tape. Athleticism, like I said, is off the charts. Um, the electricism, we talked today that it's kind of the energy he's brings is going to be like a JD. So, but I think at this level, he had no problem scoring six, six to ten points a game and rebounded six to ten, being almost a double-double machine.
0: That's what we can hope. And we've had that conversation a lot is, you know, he's of the age now where it's like you can still get great things out of him coming from that level to this level. Because we talked about when we lost, I guess we haven't talked about it yet, like Jamel King, uh, as an example, a sophomore who was at that level that couldn't cut it, that was looking to come lower. It's like... You want to take a chance on those guys because they have eligibility Like You know, if a guy who, yeah, don't get people don't shouldn't get too caught up in just the numbers of not doing anything. But you figure uh, if he's in his fourth or fifth season, I think he just turned twenty three years old sometime this month, and it's like if he can't do it at this point of his career, then when can he? You want to get a guy before that, but. Yeah, he is different. He is coming from Washington, and and we should always be on the thing. If you're coming from there and you can't cut it, no matter, I guess, how old you are, you can cut it in the Missouri Valley Conference playing for SIU. That's, I think that's the bottom line, and that's the case with all these guys. It's not always going to be the case because we know Missouri Valley is a good player. It's not always going to work out everywhere. That's just the consensus, uh, you know, saying that it would seem like the majority would think that that is the case. If you go to a lower level, you will have more success than playing in the Pac-12 and all that stuff so yeah we did talk about it's been i just meant because i think that's what they're looking for we knew we were we were in on guys at you know bigs and we're thinking because we love the stable bigs we have now troy clarence and you mentioned troy playing the three that's a yeah he could play the three or the four we never we'll never see troy play the five ever again and we know we can do it it's him clarence scotty k we love that and we said, yeah, MJ Thomas would fit in. He's talented enough to say, "Hey, he's like Clarence last year." You can't pass on a kid like this. In general, he'll fit right in. If it pushes people out, that stinks. But you know, if you can get better players, you do it. That I think they're going after bigs because they want to have what JD brought to them. They always want to have four bigs. They always want to have because that's just, I guess, what we what we thought. Because we're like, why are you in on more bigs? And this guy is different because we were in on the Jason Ginabowas. Guys we mentioned before, people like that, that are just huge Scotty sized guys. And it's like, why? But this kid is different. He is, as you said, incredible athlete. He can dunk on people. He brings the energy JD had. And we're thinking he's probably a better player. Cause it's like JD was limited in a lot of ways to finish around the rim, had skill to, him. we wondered, JD couldn't have ever been what Langston Wilson is athletically. We said, well, if he never got hurt, we would have saw more from JD athletically and, this guy just brings it differently. He'll block more shots than J.D. did. I'm not comparing him. J.D. was amazing for us. But this kid can, yeah, run the floor. J.D. could run the floor, but this guy better. Block shots. Dunk over people, yes. Get sky for rebounds. All of that's just easy to say, bring it on. And, you know, we've talked to people that said Jaren's loves him. And, Noah, you saw on Instagram you sent me because that's what I said earlier about usually guys post about things that they're there. Some of them did. You mentioned one of them did but it was a measly little post you could barely tell he was posted on instagram all these tvs about all these edits that we've kind of seen before about things that welcome in and stuff that we could potentially see as like commit kind of edits showing him that kind of welcome and that's when you think it's close if our top assistant now loves him and is pushing for him and he's posting all these no i think we can I think we can say that we have a great chance. And I think I, I don't like giving percentages because we've been steered wrong before for a couple other guys, about 80% chance for Langston right now. And you mentioned Iona and UT Arlington. I love our chances over any, for anybody over UT Arlington. It's just Iona. We know Rick Petino was there. He's now gone. They had tournament success. Uh, oh boy, for the Fairleigh Dickinson head coach went there. So it's like they had a little bit of an edge on us in terms of potential to get to the tournament more than likely, uh, but we're thinking just we have a better chance in UT Arlington. And no, there was a post that Saluki Insider also had about an interview with him. And there was one quote that when I was reading it, I just wanted to keep it there. And I wanted to say, because they were talking to him, say that, you know, Jaren's was driving him around and stuff and given a chance at a, uh, given a second chance of pursuing his dream, quote, the NBA, I need to find a home that can help me live out my dreams, end quote. Noah, know, every player should want to want to play in the NBA one day. They end up playing at this level. They end up playing overseas. You never know. You get lucky. Noah, you know what? He can't, unless he puts up Tucker DeVries numbers or unless he puts up 15 rebounds a game, like I said, the, there's a small percentage of guys that reach the NBA. Like, if that's the goal, that's what we said. If Everybody has that goal. But if guys want to get to the next level, the Jalen Tysons clearly – You can't come to SIU and really live out the end of your dream in that aspect for a guy that's in his fifth and final year of college or sixth and Langston's case, we can help him try, but it's, it's unrealistic. We can sell him on the potential of wanting to, it's just, if it's going to happen for him. That's why if we have him commit, he's got to go through with it and see if he actually can build himself up to do that. But no, that's just a quote that stuck out to me. Of course, he's going to have that goal. It's just, if he can get it here on the road there. So that's, that is what it is. But, no, I do think we have a great chance for Langston. Because, uh, right, like I said, if it, it's the whole thing with realisticness And this is an official visit that we talked about because you reminded me that there's a difference between official visits and unofficial, obviously. Official, you only get a certain amount. Unofficial, you can have as many as possible. you get a guy having this deep of a specific official visit, I think we have a great chance on Noah. No, you think we have a great chance of landing him, like I said. If he's wanting to get to the NBA, we can help him out, but we'll see how it works out for him. Hopefully we can get him.
1: Yeah, I do like our chances. I just we've been waiting for this first domino to fall for this 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 off season, um, and hopefully this is the one because I think he can come here and I think he can help his team and make it a major impact. Um, and I think he's a guy that if he comes here in the Missouri Valley where um, he can he can flourish and just play play to his strengths, being that athletic guy and being, he blocks a lot of shots. So that's going to help us defensively and make us better. But I think he's, this a guy where if he comes here and he starts to gets around that 10 point range, where I think he can, he could find himself having a spot, get to the G league or something. And that's where he could maybe find that NBA dream. But I do like our chances with this one. I think it's probably us or Iona. Um, would be very, very surprised if it's UT Arlington. So hopefully we see some pics maybe tomorrow by an IG post. He's already posted about UT Arlington visit with pictures, and then he posted about Iona. So hopefully we see some pictures. He's all over it. Jairns is on this one. Um, This is a guy where if Jairns gets this guy, we can start rolling. Like I said, this is the first domino I would love to see fall to get this roster building going. This is where I like to look at it. I like to look at sports teams as a puzzle. And this is where in SIU's case, they are missing a lot of pieces. And if we can find this piece and add it to that puzzle, this picture is going to start looking to clear and we're going to be able to see next year's team start to be in that picture and see that picture and finish that puzzle. Once we get those other pieces as well, but this is a big piece of the puzzle. I think if it, if, we, if it happens in the next week or so, it's big time. The impact he's going to have, to be able to bring him in, start him next to Clarence, having those two guys defensively and offensively, athleticism, and the energy they both play at, it'll be unreal to add those two guys, to add him next to a guy like Clarence. Yeah, it's
0: the thing. and We were saying how he kind of plays like how we want Clarence to play. Like, we want Clarence to st- – Clarence is of the, I think, amongst himself and what we expect from him over the course. I mean, he, he going to be a junior. His last two years, he needs to be a guy that can do it all. He needs to sky for rebounds, dunk over people, shoot. Like That's uh, saying he's almost a 5 to basketball player, but he's got the makings of that if he really wants to be. And fitting next to him, you have a guy that if he doesn't reach to that specific Langston style of play of that kind of whatever just yet, he has a guy next to him that will. It's all about the fit next to him because, yeah, I mean – I would say if they get a commit their confidence the you know the staff will get rolling definitely on uh you know just adding adding people itself because that's okay we got one down yes now we can move on to others and they have sights on other people for sure and this qualifies as a power five get but we realize we can't get all the sexiest kind of scores and guys you would expect it has to be yes puzzles of different people that fit diff- different skill sets to help the team if this guy can be a matchup nightmare For people around the Valley at that position, he can guard the three. He can – everything we've said already, he can do. And he's an athletic, like, mismatch for a lot of people. So if he fits the bill at the four, we love it. And then you fill out the other two spots for more scores, but you get that other defender, other – because, like, let's say Lance's defense and versatility at the guard position, you get at the four. So where if you had Marcus at that, Marcus couldn't give us that at the four. He gave us the scoring. If you now give the scoring at the two and the three spots – it can work out. It's definitely a good fit for like the current build of a starting lineup. And we've said, we want young guys. Hopefully Langston might be the only, you're not going to pass up other power five potential guys. If they're in their last year, we know there's a lot of guys we're in on in that regard, but we said, I remember saying just one grad transfer, one last year guy and the rest have eligibility. That'd be nice. So I do think we'll land Langston as well. It's a matter of time. Hopefully we'll have a pod at some point talking about him. Once he commits, we'll have tweets about it if it officially happens. So. Love our odds in that. Hopefully they can get the job done there. Uh, Noah, quickly, now, before we just rattle off the guys, I have examples of guys we've lost on, let's talk about two that also are, you know, semi-close just because the potential of like other visits and final five lists. Now let's talk about another visit, another guy who's from a bigger school that has been rumblings about before of uh, the potential of it, and visiting as well, you can dive into other schools that are in on um, they're a lot bigger than the ones that are in on Langston Now we'll dive into this other player that <clears throat> it's almost like a, a a him or Langston kind of thing. We can't add both these kinds of styled guys. we know that so it, it's interesting and who's better than who but who just overall fits the team or Noah, who's that other player, and then we'll dive into another player that we also made his final five, and we kind of like our chances with him as well.
1: Yeah, this is a guy where um, Josiah Alec. He's a transfer from New Mexico. Three years at UNKC before going to New Mexico. Average eight point seven rebounds, six eight from Lincoln, Nebraska. This is a guy where there is no confirmation, there is no proof of him, but relying on insiders that they are correct and he was on campus um, oh. yesterday and yesterday. So hopefully, but there is there is things that he's visiting his home state Nebraska and potentially San Diego state. So, um, this is a guy where, yeah, he's a decent athlete, but, um, I want to get more athletic. So I think I'm, I would, I would pass on this guy. Um, but I definitely think they're trying to add that guy that could potentially play next to Clarence at the four. Um, this is a guy where, he can shoot the three shot poorly last year. He was 15% from three, but I think he could improve majorly on that. But um, we have no, we have no confirmation of tweets or Instagram, but um, just relying on insiders being correct that knowing he was on campus. So hopefully I think it's definitely him or Langston at that four spot next year at this point. But I, Definitely don't don't like our chances with him like I do with Langston because I don't know how you turn down your home state Big Ten school in Nebraska, player next to Rink Mast or a team that just went to the championship game. So but if he's giving us the light of day, maybe he thinks he can play a bigger role here than elsewhere.
0: Exactly. And that's that's the thing. Like again, realistic. Is a guy gonna choose SAU over San Diego State or his hometown team? No. Like, if he does and we're giving him N.I.O. money, you wouldn't expect or his relationship with Jaron. So those are the only things we can really expect to get guys. And we see other conference teams get guys, but it's like, it's got to gotta be realistic. i said that a million times, but that's just the case with that. I agree. I think Langston does fit more for what we'll need. I mean, the other guy, I mean, Josiah is athletic as well and averages seven rebounds a game. Like, he'd be a guy that could fit, and I would take him for sure. It's just knowing and that he might not come. And so, yeah, it's him or Langston at the four, and we'll take either which one. I, I would lean Langston, but I would also take Josiah. He does a lot of good things. And, again, he's one of those guys that takes a visit and isn't going to post anything about it. So whether that's capable or not, we'll see some things play out with him potentially, and we'll see on that. So those are the main four-man options for us right now, we're thinking, because the guys have been on campus. No, this other one I mentioned, the Anthony Tipler. We know we were in on him from the get-go. We kind of pushed him to the side a little bit because we didn't really think anything of it. We looked at his size, what he can do, and then all of a sudden, over a week ago, we found out that we're in his final five with Mississippi State, of course, his home state team, SEC, Bowling Green, close to Carolina where he was already before he went to East Tennessee, and then Sam Houston State. He averaged 12 points, three rebounds, two assists, and a steal this year by shooting 40%. Talked about he's kind of a volume guy. He's a combo guard. He kind of fits the Lance bill. It's kind of guys that you need. We've said we need more efficient players. But, know, at this point we talked about unless Langston becomes the first one, we just want to add guys. And we know we got to get better at scoring this year. Langston, is gonna, he's going to improve from where he was in terms of helping the scoring. Uh, but we definitely need more guys that can put the ball in the back. And, and Tipler can do that. It's just knowing now, historically, we're not great finishing out final lists, especially top fives, don't have a great track record of getting guys with that. And because a team like Mississippi State's on here, who he can't turn down going there, and the SEC in a good school. So it's like, okay, we're trying to figure out if we really have a chance for him or not. Final five, like to think we will. Tobias Bass of The Athletic posted about that. We got in touch with him, asked to see when we can expect a decision. At the time, he said not sure he expect next couple weeks. So here we are a week later. We could see something with DeAnthony. We made a tweet about knowing, uh, like, maybe Tipler comes off the bench if we got another guy. Like, you can't sell Tipler on being a sixth man, potentially. Like, he could fit next to X and be a scorer. Just wonder what the volume and the efficiency could be, but I do like Tippler because uh, he can score. Um, Noah, I mean, talk about like Tippler because, like I said, if he's a, if he's one per, if he's someone to add, we would want him. It's just maybe we want other people more than him. Uh, but he does put the ball in the basket, thinking we can have a chance over the other schools besides Mississippi State, and we should expect a decision here soon. Noah, you can talk about what you think. If you think we have a chance of landing Tipler, we'll take him. For sure, even though it's before, I think it was around the time that I think it was the day of that Jaren's was official. So it's like if we want to stoop to even higher with the expectation with Jaren's, but I think if you could put the chair on top with Templer, you do it. So your thoughts on that, Noah, and then you can dive into uh, another guy we thought we were going to land here who was obviously on campus and one, like I said, that we already offered uh, one of the few that we've offered that shown and we, and we didn't land him and then we could run through some of the other players that went elsewhere.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of torn. If I, I mean, if we end up with Tippler, I'll be all right with it. But if I, he's just uh, at at his size. Are you are you are you starting him at that two spot? I just don't know how how small I would want to go with our backcourt. Um, but he obviously can score the basketball. Um, be next to Xavier if that's the case. So i don't I definitely don't think you can sell him on being a backup. he's a grad transfer, so um I would like to try to go younger if we can, like we've mentioned earlier in the pod but um definitely expect probably in the next week or so to f- figure out um if if we get him or not, but I think he'll probably end up if I were him i mean unless you're unless he just doesn't think he'll have a big enough role, I wouldn't pass up my home state school like that. So that is DeAnthony Tipler. See what happens there. Um, We can go go through some guys. Tevin Smith is a guy we offered. um, Visited very, I mean, he posted about his Cleveland State visit on Instagram. He posted about his UIC visit in Jerseys. I don't know if we just don't do that with guys or what we'll be able to tell with Langston because Langston posts too, but um, just a small Instagram story of just kind of the SIU football stadium, um, saying Southern Illinois Carbondale where he's at his location. So that's a guy where we we offered him. I really wanted him. This guy could have came in with a couple of years of eligibility and scored the basketball at that 6'5 range. Um, I really, really, really wanted him – um, but he ends up at Cleveland State, uh, goes there. They're building a pretty good program. I know they landed KJ Debrick of John A. Logan, a big man. So they built a pretty good program so far after um, Coach Gates went to Mizzou. So I think they hired an Iowa State guy. He's doing a pretty good job there. Um, that's a guy I really wanted. Another guy, Jamel King to Kennesaw. Off their big run, their coach takes another job, but they hired an Alabama assistant. Probably has connections from coming out of high school. Mason Walters to Wyoming. Um, He visited there and probably loved it too much, so didn't waste his time committing there. Ty Mosley to Middle Tennessee State, another wing we could have liked. Raheem Anthony, a D3 guy to St. Thomas, good fit for him there. Jonathan Beagle quietly withdrew from the portal. Um, That's a guy where probably had a lot of options, not sure – um, exactly why he withdrew maybe some ni late NIL money to stay there or he just wanted to stay there. He liked there, but some guys have went elsewhere. I've, there's a lot of rumblings um, from SIU insiders and stuff that were passing on guys that were aiming higher. Um, I just think that's bogus. I don't think you're passing on a guy like Tevin Smith Um, If you get them on campus, I just think they're choosing to go elsewhere. Um, Maybe we're not selling the right things. We're trying to sell guys on on bench rolls, or there's something there just not happening. So um, I think it is bogus to say that we're just passing on these guys because they're going to schools that you don't think are better than us, but you just can't say that because we wouldn't waste our time with having these guys come visit. If they're not serious interest on getting them here and getting them to commit to play for Southern Illinois, we're just not going to waste our time with saying, "Oh wait, he went to Cleveland State to the Horizon League." Oh well, we we passed on him. We we're going, we're aiming higher. I just think that's bullshit. Um, some SIU fans need to cut that out. But those are some guys that went elsewhere. We'll talk about another guy that visited, ended up elsewhere. In the conference as well
0: that's the thing and we know there's so many people in the portal for a while here we mentioned the may 11th ish deadline for all this stuff and it's like it's going to happen at some point here you need to go get your starters first and then get them but again it's hard to sell guys on bench rolls if you tell them that they're not going to come here that's why i mentioned earlier it's i mean it's kind of i think this you know goes under recruiting is a little bit of lying. You can't. You always got to tell someone what they want to hear. Like you got to tell them you're going to come in here. You're, you're going to compete. You don't tell them they're going to be a bench player or come off the bench. Some guys thrive as bench players, but they don't even find that out till the workouts in the summer happen after they commit, and then they're then they're stuck here because they're not going to get through the whole process of of committing and then transfer before the season starts or something, and then they're screwed out of that season kind of thing. So. You got to get guys in here, so if you lie to them a little bit on just saying, oh, you're not going to be a bench player and then become that, they have to earn it, and that's just if they don't earn it, that's just how they fall into the rotation. But um, I feel like you always want to tell people what they want to hear. You tell them they're going to be a starter and such. So, But you go and get the best players you can, and then you fill out the rest of it because that's other than that, you, you can't just immediately tell guys, oh you, you just know the guy we'll talk about, he's going to be the sixth man. How do you know that? He's good enough to be a starter. How do you know you're going to fill him and get that? Get that starting guards, but you just never know stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, you can't just say all of a sudden now if we're we're aiming higher. If you got the guy on campus for a reason and got him to actually travel here and do all that stuff, and do all the all the resources for a commit to come in here. So you don't, you don't, yeah, that's a, that's just an excuse because we would have took Tevin Smith in a heartbeat. So that's unfortunate. It's guys like Briggs McLean that left that we said recently, just finishing off the list of guys like that. But we've also. Been in on guys since we last talked that haven't committed elsewhere yet. Uh, if I can get on the thread and follow. There's been a lot over the last probably like four or so days. Uh, but going back to when we last talked, I don't know if we talked about Dawson Baker. He was out of our out of our reach immediately almost from UC Irvine. Big school's in on him. Uh, we'll get to another one that went in conference. But uh, Kavon Voiles from Maryland Eastern Shore, average about 13 points, comes from a small school, has good stats. He'd be a senior as well. USI is a team of those caliber that are in on him. James Madison, of course, a decent guy. DJ Davis already committed to Butler. Uh, He was after that. He was a scorer. Would have loved to have him. He was the teammate of Dawson Baker, UC Irvine, big schools. He, like I said, went to Butler. Uh, Nick Krause, uh, who is an Oregon State transfer, 6'4", good size, former high school. He's a three-star transfer recruit. He was a three-star high school recruit from Rivals. Another guy who couldn't play in the Pac-12 that could come here i like this kid you watch a little bit of his tape he can he can really see he's a he's a all level scorer and he's young he just came off his uh true freshman season of barely playing nine minutes a game and two points there i would love to add him loyola moorhead state Oral Roberts teams like that in on him i would like to um to be on a guy like that tyreek smith we were in on a couple days ago from oklahoma state we played against him he had two points two rebounds and a steal against us in 14 minutes he was a redshirt junior, five and four this past year, 60%. He literally is another Scotty. He's pretty, clearly a better Scotty, or he wouldn't have been Oklahoma State. But those are the kinds of guys we said it's a weird fit. He would have been good in the Valley. He's now headed to, uh, to SMU. So he was an option. And then Jared Hensley, Hensley uh, Cincinnati transfer started. it. Uh, he followed Wes Miller to Cincinnati's from UNC uh, Greenboro. Didn't play a whole lot either. He was hurt this past season. Bradley, Murray, and Valpo conference teams ran on him. He's got good size, and I think he could be good at the Valley as well. So he's a guy to keep an eye on. Daniel Nixon, former three-star, just finished his true sophomore season, had a season-ending injury, barely played this year for George Washington. Other mid-majors ran on him. I I like this kid because he's the kid that – He's one of those. He's not the Power Five, so he's young, and you see what he is. I mean, he's from the Atlantic Ten. That's still a school that you bring in, bring him in here, and get the most out of him. At six seven, I would actually like to add this kid. That depending upon what else you would get, like I said, with the expectations with Jarence, we'd like to aim a little higher. That's the goal, and we'll see if they do it. But this is a the guy they should honestly go go in on as well. You can get the most out of him coming to a smaller school, smaller ish school. And then Mike Meadows from Portland. He's a senior, he's a redshirt junior this past year, playing in the WCC out of Portland. He's got decent schools. A Drake and in Indiana State are in on him. Of course, Arkansas State has built a powerhouse under that Alabama assistant. 6'2 that can score. Uh, he's an all right option. He's one that fits that. Does he? I mean, he'll score enough, I think. Fit run right next to X, about the same size. Would like him as long as we Drake and in Indiana State don't get him. Parker Brown, he is Christian Brown's brother. We know he's in the NBA, played at Kansas, knows Jarrett. So maybe Parker knows Jarrett. But he doesn't shoot threes. He started at Missouri. He's at Santa Clara. He averages eight and six, two assists. He blocks shots. We posted a picture of him contesting Drew Timmy shot. He has that kind of experience. Getting looked at from bigger schools. But again, he fits that style of big that we already kind of have. Uh, so the fit's kind of weird, but they're in on him for a reason. Keep an eye out for him. Trey Miller, yesterday. Uh, average 11 points, four assists, three rebounds as a true freshman, according to his family, great free throw shooter. Uh, He's a guy that you say, oh, you could sell as a backup point guard. I don't know if you could. He has higher uh, aspirations, UMBC, Mercer, Western Kentucky, all those kinds of schools, but they could sell him on starting spot. He's interesting and good. uh, But again, we are have Xavier. So the fit's kind of weird. Keep an eye out for him and then we miss him. So all those guys have been of the most recent. There's still some ones out that we haven't really talked about. But, yeah, Tedrick Wilcox of the world, as you mentioned, going to Hampton. That's a guy we wish we would have got. And, yes, Jonathan Beagle could have went somewhere huge. So we have lost out on a lot of guys. That's why we kind of been a little fussy with um, where's everything for us and maybe Langston can be that domino for us, as we've said. So a lot of people still out there, a lot of guys we still like. We'll see what happens with them. So now, no, let's talk about players that we've been in on, of course, that went in conference or guys that we haven't been in on that, conference teams have added we'll go through the whole list of them here because this is notable because got people need to because we'll talk about these guys as the season gets closer into the season of what people have but just initial gets recently from what conference teams have done they stole some players from us and they've also had other good players that are going to be notable players in the conference next year now let's start out with the players that we ran on that went in conference
1: yeah i mentioned a little bit earlier we we, we had them on campus a visit um but it was it was fifty fifty, but Marquise Kennedy um headed to or headed staying in the city of Chicago to play for University of Illinois, Chicago. This is a really good get um for the Flames, Coach Yoklich, getting this one, selling, being able to stay home um is big time for for Marquise, I guess. So um this is one we missed out on. I wanted Marquise, he was the top of my list. Since he entered the portal, that's one Ryan Conwell, um guy from South Florida transferring to Indiana State. That is a big time get coming back home to the Indianapolis area. Just big time get has a lot of eligibility for Coach Shirts. Another good get for Coach Shirts, Jake Wolf from Moorhead State. we were in on getting him. Then Illinois State, Brandon Leib. Um, universal Illinois transfer big man seven footer probably going to going to be that enforcer down low that seven footer blocking shots for Illinois State so Peden gets his point guard and Dalton Banks and their big man and Brandon Leeb. so um, those are guys that we we're in on headed elsewhere in the valley so we're going to see a lot of these guys so hopefully they struggle against us next year
0: yeah, i didn't add him to – we weren't in on him, obviously, but they get Jordan Davis, Johnny Davis' his brother from Wisconsin, scored about five points as an upperclassman. They added him. So, Illinois State's done a great job on the portal. You mentioned Indiana State getting Conwell and Jake. Wolf. Well, Jake Wolf does exactly – like, he's a guy we've said we would have took him. We weren't going to be beat up if he went out of conference somewhere else, ran him, but, of course, he comes in conference, guy we got to worry about. He fits exactly what they want to do. We know we've talked about Isaiah Swope. I don't know if we talked about Noah, the other player Indiana State guy, they got the guy, because they lost out on the one kid we saw at a high school from Staley, uh decommits, and but they added another forward, I guess they didn't have on here. We weren't in on him, but just thinking of now that we're rolling through the the teams who they've added, they added a, a good uh four man as well they for next to Robbie. Um uh, Murray State, we mentioned, is in on a tons of players. They added a center, Juco, um a center that they've added. If you have the names on these and some of it, Evansville, Noah added a lot of players. We know they added a four star that's coming in here next year. You can dive into him. If you will, like I said, you can roll down some of these um, as well. Now for the other players that they've, they've added a lot of good players, notable players, uh, Bradley and Drake, of course, get, getting really good players in the portal as well. And then, and then we'll finish it out with everything else you see on there and anything else that you, uh, that you come up with or think about.
1: Yeah, just to start, just start with Bradley. Um, they got some with with uh, Demarion Birch, a really good high school guy. They also got Armal Atlassian, uh, a uh, a international guy that played for Sunrise Christian Academy over here. He's from Iceland. Never heard that. I I didn't know Iceland was a big basketball country. So that's a guy where they're going to be really good to develop those two. But they got some guys with a lot of upside. Um, Trey Pettigrew was in Nevada. Um, that's a tournament team. They got him to come in. They also get Kyle Thomas coming in, Amarion Ellis. So they have... Bradley just reloads They lose guys of the portal, but Brian Wardle just does it every year. Um, going to Belmont, Casey Alec- Alexander's in a heck of a job in the portal. Um, and he also has a really great for four freshmen coming in, but they get Malik Daya a Vanderbilt four man coming as he has three years of eligibility. Will Shaver's a big man. That's from the Nashville Nashville area was at university of North Carolina. That is a big get for him. They also get Keyshawn Davidson. He's, he's coming back. So those guys are doing well, Drake. They still have a lot to do in the portal. Um, but they fin- officially signed Kevin Overton, their their big-time recruit. They get Patrick Baith as well, another command out of Minnesota. But their big-time transfer portal get was Ethan Roberts, a guy I thought we could sneak in on um, originally when he entered the portal from Army, a 6'5 guard. That's going to be Connor Enrad at the one, Ethan at the two, then Tucker at the three. He's a dangerous, dangerous team with Brody back and whoever's at the four. Evansville you mentioned their four-star guy they finally ink Chuck Bailey the third out of the Detroit area um, they also they we talked mentioned earlier um, Cameron Hafner um, EIU freshman or the OVC freshman year they drafted him or they got him and they have some other they landed a Australian big man last night from the NBA Academy, and they have a Juco guy coming in. So Raglan's starting to piece together the Purple Aces. Um, we mentioned all Illinois State's guys. So there's some other guys in Missouri State, Dana Ford, to um, mention that he lost another um, associate head coach to take a job at North Texas. So that's, but they've done very little. They did land. Nick Kramer from SLU a transfer also they get Cesar Edwards a a big man from Xavier so that's a big time get has a lot some eligibility just to mention I think maybe Dawson Carper ends up staying there not sure he's been in some photos of them doing some stuff at elementary schools around the Springfield area so I wonder if he's withdrew. we do there's been no post or anything Murray State um Sean Walker Jr., they got from Mercer, we mentioned last podcast, and they got Malik Abadell-Gwad a JUCO guy you mentioned. Um they're doing all right. They still have a lot a lot of work to do in the portal. You and I, the only guy we mentioned two weeks ago, Jacob Hudson, a Loyola guy, and they're loaded freshman class. So their roster basically set. Um, just mentioned some other UIC guys besides Marquise Kennedy. They get Colorado State point guard Isaiah Rivera, really good, um, really good guy. Ethan Pickett's a JUCO guy. Then Andrew King from Houston Christian. So, Yaklitch has really taken advantage of the portal, bringing guys into the university or into the city of Chicago. Then Valpo, Roger Powell, officially hired Gonzaga. Gonzaga assistant, former Illini great, um, getting the Valpo job, really good hire for them. Like to see with his connections, they lost basically their whole team. Um, but he has a transfer today, got his first commit. Ola Ajaboy, um, A Chicago native played at prep school at Bosco Institute. This is a guy that was originally from Evanston. We had a little bit of interest when he was at Evanston, but he went to a prep school. Ended up at Central Michigan, um, played some decent minutes his freshman year, and now he's gonna travel back or transfer back towards home in Valparaiso. So that's a good start to Roger Powell, and that's for that staff. So a lot of a lot of action. I think the Missouri Valley has really taken. Advantage um, of the portal getting guys in. Um, I really like what Indiana State's done. Obviously, Coach Church has done a heck of a job. Bradley with Kyle Thomas, a big man from EIU. Trey Pettigrew from Nevada, and other guys they've gotten. I mean, Belmont. I mentioned those two guys from Vanderbilt and North University of North Carolina. Getting guys from that school. So, I I mean. While the Valley took big hits from guys leaving, they've done a really nice job and taking advantage of the guys to bring in to replace all those guys that left.
0: It's crazy how just quickly it can happen. We've talked about how we haven't added anybody yet, but all these other teams are almost added completely. That's where we said, like, we've been fussing a little bit because everyone else is doing great things, and we haven't added anybody, and they're all adding – top-notch players, even, even the teams that, yeah, didn't really uh contend to the highest level next year. like Evansville clearly like seems like they're still going to be near the bottom, but they're getting their pieces, as you said, to like fill out what they want to do and getting that big man that we saw today and stuff is just to step in that and Chuck Bailey going there. They're interesting. We know they got Kenny Strawbridge and Gage Boat returning, so they got some good returning players as well. So even teams like that, UIC's done well. Yeah, they've Lost their all their guards and they've replaced him with good ones. You mentioned Rivera and Kennedy, and then all the other players that we know they got O'Connor still there, Christian Jones, all these other guys that are there. They'll be, they'll be good. I mean, you lose a guy like Jace Carter, Jalen Jackson, and Trey Anderson. That production is hard, but they're going to try and they've done a good job at it. I mean, Bradley is they've added really good guys for sure. I just, I, I, that other international 2023 kid, I think, going to be a problem clearly for a long time. Uh, And they get those guys to stay. It's just knowing that him and Birch, like Bradley's not – like all these teams really aren't going anywhere. And Drake and Ethan Roberts, and they're – yeah, they're still in on guys. We're not sure because Harry Schrader had an article talking about some of these teams and who's the teams to beat right now as it stands. Mentioned Sardar Calhoun coming back, and we thought Sardar Calhoun's not back, so we don't know what the status of him really is. We've talked about Brody and everyone else they got coming in. So it's like all these top-notch teams are definitely going to be there to fight Indiana State for sure. They they filled out they lost Cam Henry, Voss McCauley, and Cooper Nice about sixty percent of their scoring within those three guys, and they're gonna replace it with Wope. And if Larry starts, whichever one of those guys, and then Conwell's gonna go in there and score, and all the other guys they brought in their score, and Jake Wolf's gonna have his play his role to a T. So these guys that are filling out that puzzle of what they exactly need for some of them and the way Indiana State runs their offense, you'd like to think some of those guys would benefit, and it you know it's it also benefits them that guys like Conwell and Swope want to stay in the state of Indiana, to where they go to a place like that, and they know they can't go to any other the big school. There's a lot of schools in Indiana. It's the it's the home state of college and basketball in general. But so I mean, it, you guys that benefit off that, they, you know, good for them, and it stinks for us. Leib is going to transform Illinois State, I think, because that's what they needed last year. They had McChesney who was hurt inconsistent. They didn't have a good big. It was Seneca and Kendall Lewis playing the bigs. Brandon Lee was good enough to play at Illinois. He's going to play really good for Illinois State. So it's like everyone's done a nice, nice job to this point. And we just, of course, Marquise Kennedy goes to UIC. and It's just stuff like that. It's the irony we talked about last year. And it's some irony we'll talk about again this year. But everyone's done an awesome job. You mentioned it. Uh, Getting Marquette guys as well for Bradley, getting Xavier from Missouri State, those kind of transfers can benefit, and we'll be having another long list of uh potential uh, uh newcomer teams next year. It's going to be fun, and we're hoping that we can at some point here uh get right there with them and having guys that can compete because we haven't had a guy compete for most improved in a little bit now. I mean, Marcus won, uh, I said most improved for newcomer, he was our last newcomer of the year, and other than that, we haven't had guys that even make the list. So it'd be nice to have that and compete for those spots. So we'll see how we end up with all these other ones because everyone else has gotten really. Really good. Uh, Keyshawn Davidson's returning for Belmont as well. On top of everyone they got coming in there, they've done an amazing job. And then Noah here, let's end with just quickly about guys that left the valley last year that are already going to big schools, and three fourths of them are to an extent here. Ben Cricky, talk about. I mean, he was in he was in top sixty transfer prospects amongst all these different outlets. No, he chooses Iowa, which is – we know Evan Braun just went there. We know what Iowa's done with big – we're not huge fans of Iowa at all. Big Cricky fits the perfect Iowa player, honestly. Rink Mast – I don't know if we talked about him to Nebraska. I don't think we did since the last one. Rink Mast to Nebraska, which is huge, going with – uh Fred Hoiberg and everything they got going on there. He he fits a he he's he's not doing what he wanted to do. He wants to play higher level guys, and Bradley fans are still bitter about it, even though they probably won't be once they get that team rolling in next year. But ranked to Nebraska, Zeke Montgomery to Rhode Island—that's a surprise because obviously he left Bradley, and the NIL they have there in a good place and a, a spot where they gave him a chance at the Division One level, and he chooses Rhode Island. Interestingly enough, uh, choose another mid-major weird fit there and then Noah Jace Carter to Texas A&M to play for Buzz Williams can't turn that down I would have loved Jace Carter at SIU we were talking about that at the end of the season we knew it wasn't going to happen that's a big get for A&M and we'll be following all those guys next year like I said SEC guys SEC team stole Valley guys last year now it's the big 10 Marcus Lance Cricky, and Matt and there'll be more to follow I'm sure so that's everything we got for you guys uh wanted to cover everything, and we there's no commits or anything. Jaren's is a big enough thing. We should have had it earlier to talk about him, but now it's 10 days on the job. And you start rolling in guys here, and we're thinking we have one on the cusp of potentially happening. We'll see how it all plays out. Noah, your final thoughts?
1: Yeah, just some um, – real quick, another where Valley guys ended up, a big one was Jonathan Magbo ended up at San Francisco. That's a big one. Yeah. Um So he ends up there. Some other guys have – ended up at some smaller places so but um excited to see what happens um for the rest of this I mean, next week Monday is is May, so May is gonna be a very fun month for SIU basketball, like I said earlier. Just need that first domino for fall and I think that's gonna be Langston Wilson, I hope. So big time, like I said. Going to be a really exciting month of May. I think we'll be coming back to you hopefully by the end of next week with a commitment by someone.
0: As the thing. we're thinking we hopefully have a couple guys by the next time we talk to you guys. Even if Langston commits, it's worth having a small one. We might put it off. Like I said, we'll be tweeting about it if it happens. Not sure when it is. We'll keep an eye out for DeAnthony Tipler's commitment here in the next week potentially as well. Just guys we know that are on the horizon. We'll keep an eye out for everything. Feel free to keep DMing us because we have Scott and Sam about asking us the state of everything and the potential of stuff. Uh, we do our own, uh, whatever, reaching out to people, finding feedback ourselves. So we'll be still tweeting away, doing everything we usually do, keeping up with everything. We still got ways to go, but Noah said it once may hits uh, things should get going even more. So yeah, next time we talk to you guys, hopefully we have a couple of players and it's led by one Langston Wilson to fill our four spot for next year. It might happen at very well, should and hopefully it does so until next time i'm nick malone no alerts as always go dogs